They went to school with a bunch of kids okay. that like got gifts from Santa every year and talked about it all the time, constantly. Like, what did the Jewish kids say? And Probably what didn't it, like it. I'm sure they didn't. I was watching New Girl. This is what stemmed this conversation. I was watching New Girl and Schmidt, which is a Jewish character in the show. He uh, mentions how his worst nightmare was like the kid that never stopped believing in Santa because the Jewish kids were like told you cannot ruin it for the other children. <laughs> I was oh like, God. damn. And it made me think, hmm. <laughs> Love them. They're great. What? Hey. <laughs> what? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. You can stay. <laughs> Where's the money? <laughs> Where's the money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> hey, guys. Um, I'm Jacob. And I'm Casey. And you are listening to another thrilling episode of... Disney Channel Surfers. Where we ride the waves of nostalgia and revisit some of the Disney classics that we watched as a kid on the Disney Channel. Um, and, you know, we started with DCOMs, and then we just, we've just been bouncing all over Hell the place. Yeah. And now, since we're in the summer, we're doing our summer of sequels, featuring all the straight-to-video or DVD sequels uh, that we grew up with. You know, they made sequels to all, basically all of the big classics. They, they did, yeah. They wanted to attack the more popular ones at first, and then they decided, you know what, maybe the direction to go is to do the obscure ones. That mm -hmm. didn't work out. Mm -mm. And so now they just kind of churning out as many Lilo and Stitch sequels as they possibly can. And remaking everything. And remaking everything. So why do the straight to DVD thing when you can when people will pay out the ass <laughs> to see the same thing again, but with better quality animation, I guess. More money. Right. More money, more problems. Not if you're Disney though. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. So for this week, we are rounding out and uh, wrapping up the Aladdin trilogy, I guess you could call it. Hell yeah. Started with Aladdin, moved to Return of Jafar, which was actually more of an Iago movie. And we end things with Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh, so good. It was a good one. I Came really out in 1996. It. Yeah. You want to know what, what was happening in the world? Sure. Well, the Motorola StarTac came out. It was the world's smallest and lightest mobile phone to date. And they were the ones that you would see the dads wearing on a belt clip. So that happened. Um, the Spice Girls came out with Wannabe. And it hit hmm. number one. You know the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to play it. Um, Independence Day was the top movie of 1996. 
grossing $306 million in the box office earnings. Mm. Good director. Summer Olympics. I usually kind of skip Olympic stuff. Sorry <laughs> to people who love Olympics. I do too. It's fun. But I don't like to revisit the old ones. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Netscape was like a big um, navigation browser. Hmm. Do you remember Netscape? Netscape? Yeah. And Google came out. It didn't actually get its own domain until 97, hmm. but it started out as a search tool and then it grew to insanity. Um, and now it is God. And now it is God. And yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. That's awesome. Seems to be all right. Huh? Very cool. So you remember King of Thieves growing up? Yeah. When I think of Aladdin sequels, this is the one that I think of, actually. Mm -hmm. I sort of forget. I feel so bad saying that, but I sort of forget Return of Jafar even existed. Yeah. It's not great, especially compared to King of Thieves. And you had the animated show, which we mentioned we grew up with as a kid. Right. It's really enjoyable. So Return of Jafar was technically the pilot for that series, and then so... Uh, this, the King of Thieves, technically it would be the finale, I guess. Right. The show finale. Um, and it rounds things out quite nicely, as you will find out. Um, well, let's just dive right in, because I remember this one, too. I remember it quite fondly. Um, I watched it pretty often. Yeah, definitely more than Return Same. of Jafar. I definitely remember this, like, way more fondly. <laughs> I remember it way stronger, like, just starting in on it. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember all of it, you know? Totes. Totes. So right off the bat, so there's a big line. There's a big uh, to-do going on in Agrabah. Yeah. What's going on? Um, well, people are uh, coming in. There's, uh, there's a party here in Agrabah, you could oh, say. Oh, God. So already guess right who's off the back. top. Yeah, guess who's back? It's the real genie, guys. Robin Williams is back oh, and better than ever. Um, we'll get into it, but uh, let's compare these two performances. Um, can you compare them? No. We'll get into it. <laughs> I think you can. All right. I think he's better in this one because there's... Oh, you mean between old Robin Williams and new. Right. The Yeah, the performance of the him. genie. The performance of the it's genie in Aladdin. And then the performance of... Uh, oh, yeah. No, not compared <laughs> to the voice That's what I was actor. like. No, yeah, no, 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 no comparison. Well, I guess if we wanted to get into it, it would be Will Smith genie versus Robin Williams genie versus that guy. The that guy? <laughs> Homer. Homer uh, Simpson Homer. genie. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith, I got to say he did, a, he he did, did a great job. Okay. He, he did fine. Worked through it on his own. He made his own genie and it was he great. He did. And I appreciated it. Oh, show. But Robin Williams is the genie. Yeah. R.I.P. But um, so Robin Williams is back, and yeah, he has this scene with Razul, and uh, he's got the big energy and yeah. comes in blazing. Like they knew, like they had to show, like Disney knows how to, you know, bring somebody back, bring somebody back. Yeah. And uh, I think he was even hinting at it. He's like, "Oh, some of you still don't believe." It's yeah. Like, no, it's me, folks. And Aladdin, King of Thieves, and we uh, blast right into our opening music number. Um, really good, solid opening Such number. A There's song. a party here in Agrabah. I really loved when he turned into Tinkerbell. That was super <laughs> fucking cute Very and great cute. for me. Because yeah. I love her and I love him. Super, super cute. Full I of one-liners. So many one-liners, you can't catch them all. So true. Um, there's a party here in Agrabah. He's uh, singing with everybody. Um, that was another thing I noticed is they 
let Robin Williams sing a bit more in this one. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, you know, the Robin Williams makes a difference. Such a difference. It's such a different energy. Mm-hmm. You know? More magic. Way more magical. Um, so... This animation seems a bit more in line with the first movie, yes, I think. I think that they nailed it this time. Um, I think they probably had the good animator, good animation company do most of it this time around. Yeah. Um, so we get Aladdin, his new outfit. I'm digging the gold fringe. Dude, so um, fly. That was a nice little addition. Um, Aladdin is... Uh, back on his old stomping grounds you know mm -hmm. i mean he's back he's in the palace these days but he goes back to his old old house uh the really crappy looking one mm -hmm. digs up an old knife you know because that's what a father gives to their kid nice dagger <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really nice dagger it's sharp it's like god he's so good so good i'm not sure what he was doing i think he was doing woody allen yeah that's probably so what it was. good um really funny um but uh yeah we find out like oh yeah of course aladdin's got a dad or did right. yeah um, this is the first little bit of backstory we get i gotta um, say too like i really understand and like that they had aladdin go back to his roots um, before the wedding because it's such a big life change that he's about to go through and it's good to like revisit your past when you're about to go through something really big and life changing like that. Plus they had a whole television series like with crazy like guys with skeleton hands, bug guys like there were a lot of weird <laughs> villains in the yeah. Aladdin show. Yeah, Check so it out. It's kind of nice to have him back there for a minute you know. Um, and it is kind of a cultural thing where there is a cultural in the middle east that you are given a dagger. knife yeah a dagger a knife um it's a sign of virility um God, I feel like masculinity is... and stuff like you know what i was gonna say i feel like josh is gonna do that to our kid oh <laughs> he no. loves knives oh you know mm. that yeah he doesn't carry them <laughs> on him generally unless we're camping or something but he does like swords and knives he thinks they're cool <laughs> yeah Yikes. they are um, Disney daddy issues. Always. Um, so we do have a new problem for oh. Aladdin, which, you know. Is him, like. Grappling with his roots. Yeah, having trouble, like, not 100% knowing where he came from. Like, that's hard for anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And no mommy. No, his mom, I think, is passed. Apparently his dad, like, left when he was quite young, and so that's the whole, that's the whole deal. A lot, um, uh, but Genie's there to comfort him and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I love that the Genie says he's him proud of him. Yeah. Like, that's really sweet and something that, you know, I don't think anybody can hear too much of. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a nice thing to say. But he's got a new family coming, so, you right. know, buck up. Right. So they uh, reprise the song, Party Here in Agrabah. Mm -hmm. We get Jasmine and Aladdin contributing to the song it's great um singing voices are still a little jarring for me um yeah. but they're hey you know what they're finally getting married okay they're finally, they're finally getting, getting married, married. And, and it's Jasmine the moment we've been waiting for. gorgeous she's great yeah um everybody's got new outfits and everything iago's back yay Goody. <laughs> um carpet all the all the gang um and then we're introduced to our villains um in particular, so the line leading up to Agrabah, there's these 
kind of shady looking figures. One in particular has gray skin, um, which why what is nobody <laughs> why is nobody more concerned for this man? And this is Saluk. And as a kid, I thought they were calling him Sir Luke. Like, <laughs> Saluk. Um, like they were running it together. But no, it's Saluk, S-A-L-U-K. And uh, what a cool villain. I remember really liking this villain as a kid. I mean, he's got a big claw hand thing going on. Um, cool weapon. Definitely a cool weapon. He definitely looks very intimidating and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, bit overlooked because I think he's a little too rough. He's a little too rough to play with the other villains. Yeah. Um, that claw thing. I mean, you know, when you, I mean, part of your getup is a weapon. Yeah. Um, the other villains don't want to play with you. <laughs> true. True. Um, genie jokes are back. I mean, I love this whole like bit where he's like a newscaster, basically. Oh my god! And uh, so it's like, good. I'm Thor. You're Thor. Well, it hurts. <laughs> It's one of my favorite jokes. That is a good one. I like it when he says, somebody rub the lamp. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Um, you can really uh, understand a boo in this one. Like, he's straight up saying words. Yeah, that part <laughs> is, like, a little bit no, weird. it's Aladdin. <laughs> like, he pretty much says that. Like, it's crazy. Um, Iago is, like, basically raiding the gifts and stuff, you know? Like, just Classic. keeping an eye on the treasure. Like, this, this gets so old for me, like... And I love good criminal characters and everything, but like, be cool, man. Like, you know, right? Ooh, treasure this, treasure that. Ugh. Come on, man. Gross. Get your shit together. Um, this also this another genie joke. Ooh, it's a Kodiak moment. <laughs> um, get that bear out of here. <laughs> um, okay, and then so uh, the ceremony begins. It's all going according to plan. Uh, huh. Jasmine looks lovely as ever. Um, Jeannie's tearing up. It's all very emotional. It's so cute, too. Like, when he turns into the white rabbit, because it's like, it's time. <laughs> you know, that was fun. Was I like good. all the Easter eggs that they did in this, mm-hmm. and that they always do in Aladdin. For sure. That's something that makes it kind of special, because Pixar is, like, famous for doing Easter eggs, you know? Mm-hmm. But Disney cartoons don't generally right. do as many, so I love catching those and seeing those. It's so fun. Um, the bad guys, they have a leader and he's the king of thieves and he, uh, he's got a cool little getup. He's, uh, robed and, uh, where likes to keep his face covered and everything like that. We've also got a lot of interesting band of characters. These thieves, like, you know, we've got three guys that all look alike. We've got a fat guy. You got to have your fat guy. Yep. Um, we've got the weird guy who like snake charmer type situation with right. the rope and everything a lot of weird um, kind of cool interesting uh, additions and the plan is uh they're looking for something in particular um, right the king of thieves and uh saluk is uh put in charge of being the point man he stabs uh, an elephant to uh create a distraction yes stabs him right in the butt um, and uh, we get a, a sex joke from Jeannie. Like, he's this like, I didn't know the ground was supposed to move until the honeymoon. Made me laugh also <laughs> because as a kid, I didn't. Yeah. Went right over my head, you know. But as an adult, I'm like, oh, that one was for me. <laughs> that joke is for me. Um, then uh, the thieves totally strike. They're like, there's a stampede going on. Jeannie's like uh, blowing himself up, shrinking and all sorts of stuff. And um, I don't know. Uh, there's a raid going on. Uh, this is all done as a distraction. The King of Thieves is uh, trying to locate something particular in the treasure room. Iago right. tries to interfere, but gets shoved into a candlestick or something like that. Yes. Um, Aladdin interferes with the King of Thieves. They have a nice little tussle. I forget. I don't know. 
don't know what he says so, either, but I do know that uh, that was for ruining my wedding. Yeah, Jasmine throws a punch, which is nice to see. Oh, my God. I freaking, I was like, this might be my favorite part of the whole movie. It's mm-hmm. so good. I love seeing a princess fight back for once. The tussle between the King of Thieves and Aladdin kind of shows that they both are good with their one-liners. Yes. Both smart-assy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick on their feet. Uh, Genie eventually grabs an elephant and gets giant and uses it to basically blow everybody away, literally. Yes. Um, and he even, I love, he's like, don't make me use the other end, which would have been I gross. I wrote that down, too. Um... So Aladdin, man, I don't know. He gets rid of the King of Thieves. They uh, escape, um, and he gets the scepter that the King of Thieves see yeah. really interested in, and uh, they run away. Uh, so good guys win. Yep, and at this point we learn it's an oracle. Somebody says a question which activates the oracle. Um so oracles are all-knowing beings um and we get some oracle rules from genie because he knows all the magical shit right um she's bound by the rule of one we got genie bound by the rule of three who's in charge of the rule of two Ooh, good Um, question so genie tells us so oracle is bound by the rule of one you can ask one question one question per person Yago tries to ask where the treasure is or something, uh, but she says, no, you already asked your question. Right, because he asked what an oracle was. Um, so Aladdin's contemplating what his question should be. Um, like, And Oracle kind of bends the rule for a second because she's like, oh, well, maybe answers to your past could be answered by your father. And he's like, mm-hmm. my father? And she reveals that, yeah, your father's totally alive, and he looks to be wearing a very familiar-looking outfit, but we'll get to that. Like, we're not supposed to know that yet. Right. Um, But Aladdin, you know, he knows what his future is. That's with Jasmine. I liked that touch, but he doesn't know about his past. So yeah. he decides the best question to ask. What it, It's basically in regards to his father, the oracle tells him to follow the trail of the 40 thieves uh because his father is trapped in their world so find the thieves and you'll find your father i love this storyline so much like i love long lost father like i mean i don't love that he abandoned his child but i do love it when people reunite like i always think that's fun um and i like that aladdin is like really um struggling with his self-identity because of his parents which you know i think a lot of people have um i think this movie's great for a lot of kids that were you know like abandoned it's good to see this um i really enjoyed it so yeah i love it when he says like my father is alive straight up yeah straight up bro feeling the feelings straight up feeling those feels um so the Oracle highlights, I don't know, highlights the trail to the 40 Thieves yeah. or something. And uh, they take off. Jasmine stays behind. It's mm-hmm. Aladdin with Genie and the others. Um, yep. And they follow the trail of the 40 Thieves. We get our open sesame sequence, which is straight up from the Book of a Thousand and One Nights. Yeah. Which, by the way, the story of the 40 Thieves is also from there. So it all comes from the it's same source all full circle baby um once again aladdin likes to fly through 
spaces at the last possible minute. Oh, my God. And it stresses me out every time. I'm <laughs> like, I know you're going to make it through. However, I'm stressed. Right. <laughs> um, and we see inside the Den of the Forty Thieves. Inside the Den of the Forty Thieves, there are actually 40 characters animated at one point. Yeah, so they're real. Awesome. Awesome job, Disney. Also, like, I really love that the inside, when you get in there, it looks like a whole little city. Um, there's a place in Disney World that's inside, like, from the outside, it just looks like a temple. And then you walk inside, and it, it looks like a whole little town. And mm -hmm. it's like a street market, very much like Aladdin right. style. And it, I just, this totally, like, reminded me of that and made me want to go back to Disney World so bad. <laughs> Um, they have nothing to show for their troubles from that little wedding raid. Right. And uh, Saluk is basically trying to start a mutiny against uh, the leader guy named Kasim, which is the same name as Aladdin's father. So he hears the name drop and he's like, oh shit, dun, dun, dude's dun. my dad. Dude's my daddy. He sticks up for his dad, uh, even though his dad doesn't look too worried about it in the least. He's cocking an eyebrow very much similar to a certain actor. Named Sean Connery, who was the original choice for the King of Thieves. That's right. Didn't get it, though. Um, he was busy or something like that. Um, Shit happens, man. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of bond briefly where, you know, oh, he realizes Aladdin, oh, the boy is my son. This is my dagger. Like, he's giving a dagger to your wife a thing. It's crazy. Uh, it is weird. And also, like, I... I love the simplicity of the times where he's like, yep, that's my dagger. That's my kid. Yeah. No questions asked. Um, but Saluk points out they know too much, so they must die. Yeah. They must all die. That's I right. just love that. I mean, they say die. like I mean, It's really intense. Wow. This movie goes for it. Um, so... Uh, to save his son, though, he gives him the opportunity to do what is called the challenge. Right. Which is really easy. Like, they make a big deal about it, but the rules are pretty simple. It's like, <laughs> fight on this cliff. One, one of, of you, you lives, <laughs> one of you dies. This easy. is Sparta. <laughs> so was the challenge always an option? Or, like, everybody treats it like like it? he's like, oh, wait, we could. Ah, no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> like, what is it? And they're like, was the challenge always an option? Why did nobody, like, present it? Um, so I'm sure they generally don't want, like, one of their people to have to die. Yeah. So they probably don't present it. But Kasim was like, uh, eh, two birds, one stone. Yeah. He could get rid of my enemy guy. And uh, basically, a word of advice to Aladdin is don't die. And Send he says, in. knock him dead, kid. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. The voice of this is uh, the voice of Gimli, by the way. I didn't, I don't know what the actor's name is, but that guy. I just had it up. Um, we'll I find love out. this guy. He is also from uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. Yeah. And so anytime I hear his voice, I'm like in the, on the Indiana Jones ride. Uh, John Rise Davies. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's fantastic. I just love this guy. Huh, he's Welsh. Oh. Mr. Anyways. Goblin. Uh, they show blood. I thought that was interesting. Which in the trailers they specifically cut out that that shot Bless with you. the with the blood on Aladdin's arm and stuff. Right. Um. I uh I will say like I've been saying this a lot with our s sequels. Um, but 
this fight is fucking scary, man. Like, this was stressful for me. I was like, holy shit. I love how determined Saluk is to kill Aladdin. He doesn't just let Aladdin slide down the cliff. No, he slides down after him. He's like, let me make damn sure you're fucking dead. Like fucking quiet. Yeah. It was very stressful. Knocks him over the edge. Like, Aladdin straight up kills a dude. He tries to save him. Like, they have to show that. And his face, too. You can tell he has, like, instant sorrow for what he did. But, like, his face... This is going to be deep. His face reminds me, like, of what you see in movies of, like, soldiers that have to kill somebody. Hmm. Like, you know, that, like, oh, it was them or me and, like, that horrible, like, sorrow. Yeah. Why so you, you got to put us in that position, <laughs> yeah. America? Uh, right. I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. Anyway. <laughs> and I love it. Once he gets back to the top, like, they all treat him like, it's like, oh, my God, you killed our guy. It's like. I mean, that was the deal, right? That like, <laughs> that I was had, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, also, what is this? Like, yeah, whoever comes up, they're like, we're just going to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get a song, Welcome to the 40 Thieves. It's a fun song considering song. the guy just died. Um, I think. Can I just say that, like, at this point in the film is when I was like, this would be a very good live action sequel to Aladdin. Like, I don't really want them to do Return of Jafar I wouldn't mind them doing Return of Jafar if they got a new Jafar. And if they cut out a lot of the Iago shit. Yeah, it would have to change the Iago. They would have to change the story a bit. This, like, is set up and fucking ready, man. Like, this could be so good. Probably what they're going to do. Oh, fingers crossed. I I did look it up and read a little bit, and they said they weren't going to do either of the animated sequels as live actions. I don't like... They aren't... (laughs) Well, I guess we'll see. I'm like, I've it's like I want original material, same. but they've shown that they don't do it too well when they do it. Same, and so I'm like, I'm very torn on it because I thought they did a great job reenacting, doing the live action of Aladdin, but like they could ruin it with a sequel. So who knows? Who knows? But I think jams. this would be fantastic. I'm just gonna say that the soundtrack is really solid. Yeah. I feel I like uh, one of. I like one of these 40 Thieves was uh, part of Abysmal's crew. Like, totally. Yeah. Or at least a few of them. Uh, then we see after this sequence, Saluk is totally still alive, and we show this by having him kill a shark. Like, brutal. Like, yeah, what the hell? this guy, if we didn't know he was a bad guy before, <laughs> we know <laughs> now, okay? Shark. He's going in and he's killing wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Genie likes to go really giant in this one. He keeps yes. getting big a lot. Um, we learn about, I think it's through the King of Thieves himself. So he meets everybody at the palace and is very charismatic and manages to win people over pretty quickly. He's yes. got a nice outfit of his own. Um, we learn about the Vanishing Isle and the yes. Midas myth, which I love the interweaving of mythology into Me this stuff. Me too, it's so good. Uh, the Vanishing Isle reminds me of the Brigadoon tale, which is basically this Scottish country that comes out of the mist every oh my God, so yes. often and then disappears and all that good stuff. It's really cool. Um, Iago teams up with Kazim because, hey, Iago's a bad influence and right. we need some conflict going on here. Right. So that's what's going to be with Kazim because... Um, Iago basically says, hey, I know where all this cool treasure is. I know where we can get you your, uh, is he hooking him up with the staff again, basically? Yeah, he's going to give him the oracle. Mm -hmm. Um, and now why is the father Scottish? We never address that. Um, again, like this was, again, this was going for Sean Connery vibes. 
Um, Aladdin rides carpet, uh, and Kasim shows his father's side. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we get that sequence with him and the genie, right? Um, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so Saluk infiltrates Agrabah and uh, finds Razul. Razul's got a axe to grind against Aladdin. He doesn't really As like him always. that much. Oh man, this um, guy's out to get him. And he basically tells Razul, it's like, hey, I know where you can find uh, the den of the 40 thieves, essentially. Um, and tells him the password. Open sesame. And uh, we get this amazing joke where, you know, uh, yeah, uh, they show up to the place and Razul is all confident and he says, open Caraway, which is a stupid joke because there's no way in hell you would confuse it. It's so dumb. You would not, like... <laughs> it's so dumb. If you do, then you're very stupid. <laughs> because so dumb. open says me, like that's how you remember it. Anyway, they manage to get in, and there's the thieves. They round everybody up, except the one they need most. There's right. no king of thieves, and that really uh, grinds Saluk's gears. He's just like, what the hell? What, you didn't get the king of thieves. That's what I, That was the whole point. It's like, well, he wasn't fucking there. It's like, where could he be? Um, um, he's, you know, you know he's Aladdin's father and everything. He's like, oh, really? Like, that's new information. Um... So, da, 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 we get a cool uh, RoboCop reference from Genie, uh, who Genie's set up security. On fire at this point. He's doing so good. God, I love reference, this. Reference, 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 reference. I love the sequence where, yeah, the King of Thieves shows up and Genie goes into Code Red, Code Red. So funny. Uh, Robin Williams has another song all to himself. Um,. As father and son. Yeah. Yeah, so cute. And yeah, this is where Kasim gets his cool little outfit. Um, it's great. Yeah, I love it. But can I just say again, Aladdin's not really learning anything. He's still lying to his people. Mm-hmm. Like, we just like get continuous movies of Aladdin like lying to the people he loves <laughs> and not learning his lesson when they catch him in the lie, which they always do, <laughs> and then having to make up for that, you know. Right. Street rat. I guess. It's just so frustrating because I love Aladdin. And now as an adult woman, I'm like, oh, that's toxic as fuck. Yeah. So Iago and Kasim do infiltrate the treasure room and get caught. Aladdin's let down by daddy once again. Oh, it's such a bummer, man. Um, I love the when Genie is trying to pep talk Aladdin, he's like, no, you know, trusting him wasn't stupid. Leaving him with the parrot was stupid. <laughs> and he's not 100% wrong, yeah. I guess. His dad hadn't fully developed and changed yet. So Aladdin decides, all right, I'm going to get this guy out of my life, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. I don't, like, he's proven that he hasn't changed, so I'm getting rid of him. So he dresses up like the King of Thieves, and he rocks the outfit. Like, oh he looks God. good on him. He's awesome. And uh, then he he has a great escape plan, great escape plan, um, and goes to break him out. Breaks him out, and the guards are going to chase him, trying to find the King of Thieves. Meanwhile, the real King of Thieves gets out of there. Right, and he um, kind of asks Aladdin, like, why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. And Aladdin had this great line where he said, I'm your son, but I won't live your life. 
mm-hmm. which is good. It does show some character growth there because he does just want to do right by Jasmine and like move forward. Yeah, because um, Kasim offers Aladdin the opportunity to run away, but Aladdin right. refuses, disappointed that learn to learn that he's going to use the Oracle to locate his treasure. Right, that he's been searching for for Aladdin's entire life instead of being a dad, which is a real bummer. I have nothing to lose. Yes, you did. Oh, God, I wrote that one down, too. That <laughs> is, like, so heart-wrenching. Mm. So heart-wrenching, because, like, being the kid that was abandoned and then finally being reunited... And then to be abandoned again is just like fucking. Oh, he deserves it. I mean, he's poor. Like you know. No, he's not gonna be poor for long. He's marrying a princess. Mm, what's it called? Sugar, sugar, sugar mama. Sugar mama. <laughs> anyway. Sugar mama. <laughs> um, Saluk is gray. Why is nobody concerned about this? Right. Like, why isn't anybody <laughs> seeing him and calling paramedics? <laughs> <laughs> so Saluk. Um, okay, did I, maybe I jumped something, because Saluk shows up, I don't know, uh, I must have missed something, but Saluk and the thieves are together, because he sings to them, are you right. in or out? Oh, yeah, so good. Because he basically tells them that, you know, the king of thieves totally, uh, traded on him, mm-hmm. and that's why they got arrested, I guess, I don't know, I missed something. Uh, Kasim betrayed them, Kasim shows up. Uh, with Iago to bring them in on the treasure dealio. Right. But they have just been convinced through song uh, that <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. So they all basically, they take Kasim prisoner because he did, he was kind enough to bring the Oracle back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, put him on a boat and decide to use him to ask the Oracle where the location of the Hand of Midas is. Right. Uh, but Iago, since he can fly, he flies all the way back to Agrabah. He's quite tired by the time he gets there. And basically tells him, hey, yo, they got your dad. And Aladdin's like, yeah, well, big deal. I don't care. Let him, Let him rot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Iago comes back, tells him the situation. Right. Uh, tells him to save his father. And at first, I don't know how it goes, but he says no. But eventually, like they win him over. Like, yeah, the guilt of, the guilt of like letting him, yeah. go and die is too much, you know. And Jasmine does kind of say like, "Who's your dad?" Yeah. So show me the way. And they're off. We cut back to the ship. The island on the back of a tortoise's back how? is rooted in myth. Like this is a oh big thing. Yes, and I thought this was so beautiful. It shows up in a lot of myths and. Tortoises themselves are associated with wisdom. It makes sense. Like, it's a wrinkly creature. It's fascinating in and of itself, like, why we associate certain myths with certain creatures or certain attributes. Like, why is an owl wise? Like, why is a rabbit, you know, um, I don't know, a sign of uh, um, uh, virility or um, whatever, sexual prowess? I don't know what it's called. Uh, uh, Yeah things like that but the tortoise myth itself like one of my favorites is the native american uh take on it native american spin on it if this so a snapping turtle emerging from hibernation gets buried in the mud and this is where native american legends of the earth being brought into existence and carried on the shell of a turtle originated from right because when it comes up it's got like a mud it's island so on it crazy it's man cool. um and amazing so there's that. Um, but this myth, it has like, yeah, it's got treasure. This is where the hand of Midas is being held. And 
the legend of Midas is to do with a king that coveted treasure so much that he gets an enchanted, I think they enchant his hand to where everything he touches turns to gold. Right. Well, eventually that uh, becomes a curse because you go to touch a loved one, they turn to gold, you touch, you know, I mean, we'd get dirty with it these days. Um, <laughs> but uh, but eventually, you know, it's too much. It's a comment on greed and so forth. And it is kind of interesting. I mean, it's very poetic, I suppose, that Disney picked this to be the thing that he's obsessed with, right? Mm -hmm. Because Midas himself, you know, like it was actually a curse. Um, it wasn't a good thing. And yeah. now it's been a curse to... Uh, Aladdin's father this entire time as well because he left his wife and his child who he loved right. to go chase after something that he didn't even know if he could find and spent, you know, his entire life, his entire adult life basically searching for this thing and missing out on what most people would say is like the real treasure, which is, you know, the family moments. and Well, now you're just taking dialogue straight out of the movie. Well, that's um, true. So Jasmine's kicking ass because they get to Hell the yeah. island and everything, but of course they want to escape, always looking for a way out. Um, Jasmine's kicking ass. This is some awesome Indiana Jones level shit when uh, Aladdin and uh, his dad break away, which again, like Indiana Jones, Sean Connery was supposed to be. No, he yeah. wasn't. What am I talking about? Like okay, he, Indiana like, Jones was like a James Bond, so that's fine. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I see. Um, um, Indiana Jones level shit. The whole floating gold hand. Yeah, they make it in their way into this really cool temple, which is really impressive looking. There's this floating hand in the middle of it, and on it is this statue, and the hand is pure gold. Gold. And I got to say, like, this entire scene is, like, heart racing, so fun. Go so all the way crazy, up to the top. So fast um, and would be amazing in a video game. <laughs> yeah. You see Kasim actually tear up at the side of the hand. Right. Um, well, because it's his entire it. life's work. Um, and he's like, this would be a lot easier if I was younger. Fortunately, he's got Aladdin who jumps all the way over right. onto the hand. Um, so, and then, but Saluk is there also, and they've got this whole battle. Like, you know, I love that Aladdin, the sense of proportion is there. Like, Aladdin yeah. is, he's overpowered, but he can use his agility and acrobatics. Right. Um, he uses, uh, they managed to use Saluk's greed against him because Kasim, uh, even though he got the this awesome gold cape going on and all that shit. Dude, it's so cool. He turned the whole temple gold, basically. He tosses the hand towards Saluk, who catches it and turns to gold. It's a really good, solid villain death. Oh, yeah. Because not only does he fall, but he... Not only does he fall, but he gets turned to gold. It's a shitty way to go. Like, And again, I feel like these sequels, they get away with a lot more because they think nobody's looking. <laughs> Dude, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Like, that would be a fucking terrible way to die. And by the way, the voice of this guy was the same voice that provided the voice of Lumiere in the Beauty and the Beast movies. Whoa. And Mind also from blown. Law and Order, if you're a fan of the original Wait, Law and Order. Which guy from Law and Order? Um, this wretched oh. thing almost cost me my ultimate treasure. You. See, that's what. But, yeah. like, I mean, he's right. And it, it is, like, oh, man. I, have, I I was, like, oh, my God, after everything that you went through to fucking throw it away. Like, that's crazy. Mm. It is crazy. No, it's worth it. 
Is it though? Like he could have been a part of his life his entire life. It's really sucky that he like found this lesson at the end of, mm. you know, like when Aladdin is like thirty and gonna get married or however old <laughs> he's probably in his twenties. Um, and then the hand actually ends up on another boat because the thieves are like trying to make their getaway and ends up in their boat totally sinking it. Right. And we get it's gold. It's solid gold. <laughs> Which. That, you gotta say, like, being a treasure hunter to find that at the bottom of the mm. sea would be pretty cool. cool. And Genie has a whole... <laughs> meanwhile, this whole time, by the way, we forget to mention, like, he's oh, been yeah. fighting with the fucking... The turtle. <laughs> so funny. Um, which was really funny. Um, we haven't mentioned all the little Easter eggs, but we mentioned some of them, but there's just too many to name. You guys, so you enjoy it. Go, yeah, enjoy watching it, it. man. It's and that's so what good. I mean when I say I feel like this performance is a little better just because the Easter eggs are more fresh. Like, you you basically know all the bits, like, having watched Aladdin all these years. Right. So it's fun to watch King of Thieves and get some fresh material. And, I mean, as much of a character as Genie was in the first Aladdin, like, I do feel like he was... Maybe it's because we had the shittier Aladdin or the shittier Genie in the middle. Yeah. But I just feel like this was, like, so Genie-filled and, like, yeah, all of his lines were so good. And yeah, he had more music and stuff in this one. I just love it. Totes. So and a good, good character in Kasim. Like, I know this was the finale, but it would have been interesting actually to see Kasim and Aladdin teaming up and stuff. Yes, and I I would have really loved to see their relationship grow and change. Oh, sure. Um, I speak on behalf of a lot of women when I say Kasim, very attractive. Oh, yeah. Yep, very attractive <laughs> cartoon guy. Very you know, cute. When you got Aladdin as a kid, you gotta you he's, can't skimp on the he's daddy. A silver fox, yeah. Can't skip on the daddy. <laughs> 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 um, Aladdin and Jasmine finally get married. Oh, it's so moment we've been waiting for, and they finally tie the knot. Um, finally trying to bring it full circle with the uh, salesman in the beginning. Yes. Um, they brought that guy back. Um, that was really cool because you can get some new verses to the song about, you know, Arabian, Arabian Nights. Nights. Yeah, I and really love that full circle ending. Really well done. Really, well really done. beautiful. And that's Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Yeah. Yay. Overall uh, reactions. <laughs> it's good stuff. I love it so much. Um. Yeah. Great follow up to Aladdin uh, and Return of Jafar. Frankly, I suppose. Um. So with these things in mind, uh, um. So let's. Yeah. Our caveats. I definitely think this is better than Return of Jafar by so far. So much better. Um. You can't ever beat Aladdin, though. No. You can. I mean, it was like number one on my yeah. Disney cartoon list. Um. Yeah. You can't beat the first one, but. It would go Aladdin, King of Thieves, and then Return of Jafar. A thousand Ranking. percent. Yeah. And, like, I do love the growth of the characters in this movie. Yeah. Versus the first. They've grown a lot. I mean, they had an entire cartoon series in there, too. And Genie was a lot more paternal in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. So with these things in mind, let's try to give this a rating. What do you say? Uh, rating it. it as well as we can, like we would anything else, while also bearing in mind it is a sequel. Right. So if we're a little high, like don't be like, no, wait, what the hell? You almost ranked that as high as Aladdin? It's like, no, we're bar no. like we're kind of grading it on a curve here. Yeah, we're basically looking at the sequels and grading as we go. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so let's see. Um, I'm trying to decide between two numbers. Always. I've got my number. Yeah, I've got my number. Me too. Mm. Right, okay. on the count of three. Mm. Wait. Nope, I've got mine. Okay. Huh. I can't decide. Let's do it. Must decide. You must decide. Even, Even though I made, made them up. up. We must decide. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three, Nine. seven. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Awful high. I was going to go eight. Mm? But then eight, I, yeah. I glanced back down at my notes and I have all these fucking dad quotes that mm. bring. It's it, so good. Yeah. It's so and we so are, I get I'm it. Not you rank it about as high as Aladdin. No, Aladdin is an eleven out of ten for me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, uh, I just for the sequels, not to give too much away, as we've discussed previously, we have re- watched some of them and we're rewatching now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of know like what else is out there, and I gotta yeah. say, this to me is like extremely high quality in comparison to some of the ones we're gonna watch. That's true. That's true. It's so good, and I love the storyline very much. Like, I love anything with mythology in there. Yeah, they really interwove that mythology really well because they're grabbing from, like, that was kind of what the series did, too, was integrate some mythology and stuff. It was really well done, which is in keeping with the Thousand and One Tales. Like, yeah, it's good. So, awesome. Well, that was enjoyable. Um, I really enjoyed King of Thieves. That was one of my favorites. I was really excited for it as a kid. Um, you kind of looked forward to some of these additions, some totally. of them, but it's like when they started doing things like, Ooh, Hunchback of Notre Dame two, Ooh, Ooh Atlantis two, Ooh. Ooh. which were, I think we're watching both of those by the way. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because who knows there might be some, there might be some good material. All right. I think Jennifer Love Hewitt was a voice in the Hunchback like of Notre Dame. I just watched her in Heartbreakers, which I highly recommend everybody. Yeah. Speaking of which, do we have any recommendations? Um, sorry, Josh is playing his game really, really aggressively. Um, yeah, I'm going to recommend a TV show. So I watch a lot of TV in my spare time because I enjoy it. Sometimes I'm rewatching stuff I've already watched because I have no room for anything new in my life. Um, but lately we've been watching Magic for Humans, which is a magician show on Netflix. It is funny. It is lighthearted. It is a guy walking up to people on the street, stopping them and doing magic for them, which I love. I love anything magic related. Um, and I like to be fooled and they always fool me. So like super enjoyable, super lighthearted, super sweet. Nice. And fun. Something nice and light, you know? Great. Kind of like the British baking show. Yes, but more magic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope so. When he does close-up magic to people, you Mm. would hate this. But he gets, like, really close to their face Mm. (laughs) to do it. Well, that's going to trigger some people now. Well, (laughs) you know, he can't do it now. It's just in season four, which there's three seasons of the show, in season four he won't be able to do it. But he also does some psychology stuff mixed in with his magic, mm. which I find interesting. Like he's done a couple of psychology studies with kids, but done them with magic tricks. And I find that really interesting. What's your recommendation? 
LeVar Burton Reads is a podcast where LeVar Burton reads. Amazing. Um, so it's available anywhere and everywhere. Highly recommend it. He's also, follow him, follow him on Twitter because he's been, I don't know if he's doing it as much anymore, but for a while there he was doing every morning reading a children's story and also reading for adults. Um, and it was really enjoyable to watch. Takes you right back to a little show called Reading Rainbow. Yeah. It's good stuff. I love um, it. So yeah, once again, that's LeVar Burton Reads. Highly recommend that. All right, folks. So next week, if you want to get prepped and ready, um, we've got something that's available on the Disney+. Plus. Um, we are going to be watching... Next week, we are watching a sequel to another beloved classic, The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Yeah. Um, it's a really good one. Uh, so really looking forward to it. It is available on Disney+. Plus. Watch it in preparation and join us next week for Simba's Pride. Mm-hmm. All right. Really looking forward to it. See you I'm next week, so everybody. Excited, um, and yep, we will see you then. Bye. TTFN. <laughs>